Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope. And we have a special guest this evening, uh, but we'll get back to that in a moment. Uh, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 NRL and AFL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to the Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. If our pre-show meeting is anything to go by, this show could be anything. I'm excited and nervous at the same time, but looking forward to the special guest, as you mentioned. Now, Pope, we don't have the modeler with us this evening. We don't have Logical with us anymore, but we do have a special, special guest this evening. This gentleman uh, is an absolute brainiac, the, the, the statistician, the savant, but uh, we're just going to refer to him as Statsman. Welcome to the program, Statsman. Thank you, Mug. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm a long-time listener, but first-time caller. Um, but I think it's fitting that I've sort of taken Logical's place on the show. He, he taught me a lot of what I know um, in the punting sphere, so hopefully he can contribute just a little bit um, similar to what he has in the past. No, very good, mate. And I know we've been angling for some time to get you along. So it's great to finally have you with us and um, and looking forward to asking you a few questions, particularly about the AFL and, um, and providing some uh, real stats around some of the things that you're seeing so far uh, this season. Uh, but Pope, I thought we might uh, kick off our conversation this evening uh, because it will cover a lot of different things that we're going to talk about in the next five minutes. And it's the return of an old uh, segment of ours, some band beats. What did you see on the weekend? Well, picked a very good week to renew the segment, kickstart it, whatever you will, Mug. In the NRL, we had the Gulf Coast Titans, the boys from the Glitter Strip, go down to the nation's capital and lead 22-0, lead the first half. Canberra, the milk looked nowhere near it. This could have been anything, 40 zip, 50 zip. That's how it looked, how bad Canberra going. Something changed, and I can't put the finger on it after watching it live in the replay. And about 58 minutes later, Canberra walked away with a 24-22 win. So if you're, if you're on the Titans at the head-to-head and also the, least, the less uh, impactful plus one and a half, you're very hard done by there to go away with an empty bet slip or, or no winnings there. So Titans leading 22-0 and getting done is um, a very bad beat for those punters. Yeah. And what what stage of the game, Pope, are we at when it's 22-0? Late in the first half. It would have been a few minutes ago. Canberra scored on the bell to, I guess, possibly change momentum of the game. And that's how it proved in the second half. That and what, mil- sort of, what sort of uh, in-market uh, odds are we trading at there at 22-0? Dollar oh two tons. That is absolute spew town. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, Sean Harvey, uh, I think it is, just send us something through. He was uh, referring to some ice hockey. There was the Panthers versus the Toronto Leafs and um, and three late goals uh, to have the, uh, the Leafs up. One of those late goals, which is actually a junk goal because it was 4-2, 0.4 of a second left. The goalie comes up. The 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 overs unders overs line for the game is six and a half. The goalie just comes up for a bit of playtime, 
and they shoot a goal back the other way to make it 5-2 with 0.4 second to go and just blows up his his overs lines or his unders lines. So that's a pretty bad beat, I think, there for, for poor old uh, halves there. Uh, got, a, got, a, got a wide range of sporting interest halves as well. Yeah, yeah we do. Just Canadian <laughs> ice hockey. That's stats, man. Cool. You weren't the only one to come up with this one, but I think you had a bad beat of your own. That's right, uh, Mug. The the over total points in the Collingwood Adelaide game um, was was pretty stiff. If you looked at the previous eleven AFL games, I think we averaged one hundred and seventy seven roughly in round one. The two first games in round two were 192 and 184. And at three-quarter time, the Collingwood-Adelaide game was 138. Uh, I think the quote was around 162. So 24 points in a quarter needed. And with that high scoring, it was almost a, a gimme. Uh, and Collingwood-Adelaide proceeded to shut the game down. I think two goals, seven in the last quarter, falls short by five points. Uh, not a good day. Uh, and I know our good friend JT was on that one as well and felt that pain. I had a good... Buddy of mine, the obnoxious one, which many of the long-term listeners will know about, he was on that line also and uh, was texting me frantically, uh, cursing and carrying on. Uh, we had uh, Zach Rocket, uh, who was on your picks, Pope. He was all over your your mail this this weekend. Uh, he was at the eighteen to one or nineteen dollar shot for the for the multi. He'd even beefed out your your Knights quote by a couple of points and gave himself fifteen and a half. And uh, with a couple of, maybe in the last minute or so, uh, that one just bows over. And I know JT referred to that Knights one as well. So, Pope, can you talk to that one for us? Yeah, Rocket is very hard done by their mug. They were in, in that game up to their eyeballs the Knights early. They led 6-4 about 25 minutes in and going toe-to-toe with the defending Premier in Bathurst. And then for reasons only known to Mitch Barnett, he sort of elbow an opposing player in the head just off the ball and gets sent off and the Knights are down to 12 for the ensuing 55 minutes and in 2022 you can't play a man down in the NRL mug so it was very much odds against them but they were gallant in defeat and to Rocket's point Penrith scored two tries in the last five minutes to keep him in his 15 half line so he was in it for a long time with hope and got done late unfortunately for Rocket And then just another one to round us out, and this will lead on to another conversation for us in a moment. Uh, Seafood Fancier is claiming he had a bad beat. He had a short-priced four-leg multi with his last leg in there. Broncos head-to-head at $1.46. Now, Pope, is that a bad beat? No, I can't be having that. No, I can't be having that. They got pumped. All you did, Seafood Fancier, was make a shocking bet. That's what that was. Uh, So we're not having any of that as a bad beat, but thank you for your contribution nonetheless. And that leads us on to another conversation that I want to have with you two boys because a good friend and a long-term listener of the program, Mr. Richard Drummond, has uh, uh, sent through a message and he's asked us to talk about multi-bets do we use them? Do we think they're good? Are they value? When is a good time to use them? Pope, what's your thoughts on multis? Yes, there is a time to use them in simple terms, Mug, but the mathematical connotations and the stats man, or as you told me in the lead up the show, one of the greatest AFL minds going around at the moment, he is far better place to probably talk through the mathematics succinctly, but fundamentally, yeah, um, the more leagues you add, you're adding margin upon margin from the bookie's perspective. So there's diminishing rate of return or punters' chance of winning there. So it's 
probably selectively selective usage is the best way to put it. But um, the stats man can probably add a bit of context there. That's yeah, fair. Talk to us. I'm happy to, to jump in here. Um, the Pope is is right that you are amplifying the edge, but the, the interesting thing with multis is if you have an edge, you're actually amplifying your edge. Uh, so it can go both ways. That I think the trick with multis is to be sure that you have an edge. If you're just putting a bunch of edge favourites together, most likely those favourites are priced correctly unless you have reason to think they're not. Uh, but if you're betting on things that you think are good value, multis are actually going to help you to win more money. Uh, but if you're betting on bad value, you're going to help you lose more money. So be selective with your multis. And and probably my two cents for what it's worth is just why are you doing it? Like what is the reason why you are multiing? Is it just because you think that by multiing, I, I hear this a lot actually, you know, and you guys probably hear this, oh, I multied, in, I multied them together, together to give me better value. I hear that term a lot. Oh, I just wanted to get a bit more value. So I, I chucked in uh, the Broncos at $1.46 because that was a pretty sure thing. So I thought I'd get a bit more value. Like that just does not stack up whatsoever. And I always ask the question, well, would you back a $1.46 shot as a standalone with $100? Is that something that you would do? And if not, why wouldn't you do it? And most of the time you say, oh, because there's no value in that. So, so why then does it become more value if you're stacking it on top of uh, a couple of other ones of those? So that's, that's sort of how I think about it as well. If you wouldn't do it in a single, uh, don't do it in a multi. Um, and of course, Pope, there's been times where, um, you know, we've multied up uh, related markets, you know, where we, we have an overs bet where we've, we've um, backed the whole round. Uh, we did a magic round last year with, with great benefit. And that's usually because if you get a few games that go over early, Throughout the course of that round, uh, those those totals are going to go up. So you've actually locked in something that's uh, that is actually that potentially is related. So uh, we've done that a few times. So hopefully that answers the the question for Richard Drummond. Um, Pope, let's go back and have a bit of betting betting review. I almost don't want to do this because uh, my uh, my weekend was uh, was was pretty ordinary. But but mate, you'll be looking forward to this because. The, uh, the boys had an absolute fill-up in the NRL. Pope, you were two and two from your standalone selections. You got the Sharks and, uh, and you also got uh, Parramatta against the Storm. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. Awesome, mate. So really well done. And then yourself and the Modler uh, had consensus on three bets, um, if I'm not mistaken. Do you remember what they were? Yeah, I do. Uh, not necessarily chronological order, but Newcastle, was one where we missed out on context that we just provided. Mainly just getting out of the line against Bulldogs. We like the Bulldogs in that game to run them close or even head-to-head, which just got done. And I think the other one's uh, Rooster South. Was, yeah, uh, so, and, and the Souths did the right thing there at $2, I want to say 40 or 60 yeah. around that mark. Yeah, yeah quite so, around like, 225 to 240 mark. So, uh, so, mate, great betting uh, from the NRL boys. Um, Pope, two out of two, and then the consensus betting was two out of three. So that's, uh, that's sensational stuff, fellas. Really well done. Um, for myself, uh, I fancied Essendon. We beat the market by a couple of points there. That went off at 14 and a half, but, uh, but they probably should have covered. Uh, I don't know, stats, man, you would have had a, a close look at that game. Um, Essendon got off to a flyer and had plenty of scoring. I think expected scoring had Essendon winning uh, or pretty close to winning. Um, so it may be a bit stiff there, but hey, your bad luck's your bad luck. 
Um, Port Adelaide, I was disappointed with that one in hindsight because uh, I just got that completely wrong and the words of logical were ringing in my ears saying, Mug, don't be uh, confused or don't be misled by what your eyes see. And I definitely got... Uh, Definitely got misled by uh, by what I saw against North Melbourne and let that influence my betting too heavily uh, against Port uh, Adelaide. So I got that one wrong. But the one I was most disappointed about, Statsman, and we had a quick conversation about this, GWS. Um, we got this on the Sunday night text pope at nine and a half. Uh, we were still happy to go head to head. We got a bit lucky in the sense that Dusty um, got and Grimes got ruled out. So that market moved out to 14 and a half in some places. And, uh, and to be honest, we never got near it. Uh, apart from the far, uh, first goal of the game, uh, that was about as good a look that GWS had all game. I went and watched it by myself uh, to, uh, to cheer the bet home, and it was disgusting. Um, Statsman, I don't know if you had any other thoughts on that one. No, I, I agree uh, with what you said, Mug. I think uh, GWS were, were really poor. It wasn't necessarily a case of Richmond being great. Uh, I thought Richmond was solid. I thought GWS were, were really bad, though. Um, which does make for some interesting betting this week. Absolutely. And the only other um, bet that I um, was having uh, that I communicated uh, to the listeners or the Twitter followers was West Coast line. And that got up probably pretty lucky in the end because um, LDU and TT went down during the game. And I think if they stay fit, uh, I don't think West Coast covers that line. But as I say, you got to take your bad luck and you got to take your good luck. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely take that one. Um all right, uh, Statsman, are you ready to get stuck in and talk some AFL? Very much so, Mug. Let's do it. All right, my man. So Thursday night, kicking us off, uh, this becomes a really exciting and big fixture. Western Bulldogs hosting Sydney at Marvel Stadium. Uh, I've got these prices coming to you from Top Sports, Statsman. And, and while we're at it, we just better mention that we're brought to you by Top Sport and proudly brought to you by Top Sport, Australian-owned, and uh, they've been in the caper for over 30 years. Tristan and the boys will take your bet. They run a fantastic service. Get to the website, www.topsport.com.au. And, of course, download the app. Uh, these prices, uh, the dogs here, uh, $1.82 for the win. Um, Sydney Swans the other way, $1.98. And we've got a line there at two and a half. Stats, man, what do you see? I it's a cracking game, I think, firstly. It's probably probably game of the round, this one, uh, looking across the fixtures. Personally, it's probably I, I don't have a strong view. I think I made this line minus three, and there's some doubt around Aaron Norton playing. I think Bailey Smith's back in. Um, Sydney be pretty close to full strength or, or unchanged uh, from what I can recall. So uh, be a cracking game. I, you know, there's there's sort of the the uh, form line suggests Sydney is is where you want to be, but uh, the Bulldogs, you know, that was strong last year and they've had a, a poor couple of games. I'm, I'm just going to stay out of this one, but it should be a cracking game. Yeah, you say a poor couple of games there, Statsman, but expected scoring, I think, had the Dogs winning against the Blues the other night as well. Squandered a lot of opportunities late. So I wonder how that narrative changes if the Dogs uh, actually get up. Um, in some respects, that's a pattern of behaviour with the Dogs too. They miss a lot of opportunities um, as well. So you've got to take that into consideration. I agree a whole uh, wholeheartedly with your comments there. I had the game at four. Big uh, question marks on Aaron Norton. So can't really be betting at the moment and, uh, and not sure um, 
even if he does get named, he'll be sore. Maybe even a few people are talking about Buddy being out. So a few moving parts in this game probably make it hard to get the hard-earned down now. Uh, and unless you got really um, ears to the ground about news that's happening in the AFL and really hot fingers, it's hard to extract the value um, to be fast enough to get on with these, you know, these player movements, the bookies move it pretty quick. So it's, uh, it's always, uh, always difficult there. So no betting, I think is what we're saying, but a game to enjoy. Um, now stats, man, I don't think you had any interest in the Melbourne Essendon game on the Friday night, but it is a good one to talk to. Yeah, I, I have interest in it. I'm struggling to find a bet, but I, I sort of I wanted to be on Essendon. I think um, you touched on though they were good against Brisbane, but the scoreboard probably flattered the Lions in the end, and that that can often give you value sort of in the uh, in advance. Yeah. Zach, Zach Merritt's out for the Bombers, which to me he he's the kind of player who I think um, has the potential to to move the market more than he should. He's a good player. He uses the ball quite well, but he's not a he's not a game changer, I don't think. And there's players that can step up and fill in his role a little bit. So he's someone I was thinking might move it a bit too far. Uh, Essendon might be a little bit underrated, and it's a decent point start. But MCG Essendon still, you know, there's some still question marks over them. I just, I, if anything, I'd be Essendon, but I'm at this stage staying out of that one. Yeah, and uh, I, I've got this game a lot closer together as well, stats man. And uh, but at the same time, a little bit like you, uh, just with merit out, young Cox, I think, um, uh, an important player for him. Even though he's a young kid, I think he gives him something different out there on the wing. Bit of speed, a bit of size, bit of agility. Um, so I think he's going to be a loss at twenty-seven and a half. I could only be on Essendon, but um, but yeah, I. I'm just not uh, not overly confident. Need a need a bit more data and a and a few more sights at these two teams to uh, to be really confident to be pulling the trigger. It's um, just on that game, uh, Muggets. Like I don't think I'd be back in the plus due to the, the the potential. You know, we saw in round one what Essendon can do if they're off. But it's the kind of game where you could look at something like Essendon to win by 15 plus, or try and get a bigger price where you're betting on that that volatility in their performance as opposed to betting on consistency, which betting on a plus is more in that sort of uh, realm. You can, uh, you can definitely tell Pope. He has been schooled by logical. Uh, that is a, uh, that is a logical one Oh one. That's uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, very good stats, man. We love it. Um, all right, mate, the next one we want to talk to, and this is a very strange fixture Friday night going head to head with the Melbourne game. We've got the showdown. Uh, so, Talk to us here, stats man, because I think you've got a uh, a lean here. Adelaide 320, 21 and a half. Port Adelaide a dollar 35, 21 and a half. What are your thoughts? I do, I do probably have a couple of leans. I, I liked Port early in the week. I think Rory Sloan's in doubt. Um, Laird comes in, but but Adelaide have been very poor. I know Port have been poor, but they do tend to put away poor opposition more often than not. Um, and especially coming off last week, they'll be up for it. In yeah. saying that, it has moved a little bit. My my interest now in this game is actually the under total points. Uh, so I think the quote's at 160.5. We touched on there has been a fairly high scoring couple of rounds, although the average in round two dropped down to 162, uh, but the medium is 172. So a couple of low scoring games dragged that down. But Adelaide and Port, so their scores uh, in each round, I think in round two between them, they scored 58 and 56, and in round one, 69 and 82. So neither has been able to put scores on the board. The two showdowns last year, 
the totals were 125 and 106. So showdown's very low scoring. Adelaide night games can be a bit slippery. Uh, and, and they're competitive games. They're always up for the showdown. But when I say competitive, I still think Port can cover a minus, but they're going hard. It's got a bit of a finals atmosphere, and we know finals are lower scoring. So, uh, yeah, 160 and a half, just a bit high for me, and I, I like the under in that one. All right, very good. Well, they don't call him the stats man for no reason. He's come with plenty of stats, Pope. He, he's, he's been armed, and he's ready to go, and that's a, uh, that's a great little tip-up for the listeners there. So thank you very much, stats man. I believe in the next game, uh, I think we might be on the same wavelength uh, here, Statsman, um, but I'm here uh, keen to hear your side of the story when it comes to GWS and Gold Coast because we've got GWS at their home ground. They're $1.60, and, and I see Toppy have wheeled this one in now to 8.5. It started up at 13.5, so definitely one of our top sport market movers of the week. Um, Eight and a half. Talk to me about this stats, man. What do you see? So eight and a half basically suggests they're evenly rated um, at this oh, point in the season. Man, I've, I've got the exact same thing written down. The exact same <laughs> thing. It's, uh, it's This is like when the modeler and the Pope align, I think, Mug. It's, uh, this, this could be a good one. But um, I think we're on the same page, as you said. Like GWS were, were shocking last week. But they they do struggle at the MCG. The last time they played Richmond there, I think was the might have been the grand final where they got um, pants. So they it, yeah, it's, it's probably not indicative of where they're at as a team. They were really good against Sydney. I thought expected score was about even, and we know Sydney are a very good side in round one. So a uh, bit misleading there. Gold Coast, on the other hand, away from home, as you said, GWS really strong at home. Gold Coast always start well. I think they're a better side this year, but I can't have them evenly rated with GWS. So the minus is my view there, and I'd be yeah. keen to hear your thoughts. Mate, I completely agree. You know, I think the the one thing that you got to think about when it comes to these two teams is they finished the year off. Uh, what GWS finished seventh and Gold Coast finished sixteenth. Now we've seen two weeks of data, so GWS very very strong in the first game. Uh, Gold Coast. Uh, did what they had to do in West Coast against pretty weak opposition. And then Gold Coast have had a pretty reasonable go against Melbourne. GWS have had a really good go against Sydney, not so good this weekend. Is that enough information to go all of a sudden? Now from 16th to 17th, these teams have now come together. Um, have there been that many changes in personnel over the off-season or have they, they changed their complexion that much that would suggest that they're the same? I don't think so. Uh, and I think you've got to have GWS rated quite a bit higher than uh, than what you have the Gold Coast. So, mate, I'm with you. I had a little bet um, before we came on tonight here at that moving line, and uh, I, I just don't think it can go much lower. So um, so I was happy to take the, take the price there. If it goes lower, I'll be pissed. <laughs> but uh, um, I might even have some more if it, uh, if it goes lower. I don't think it can, um, but... Um, Maybe, maybe uh, on the news of Davis being out, um, it might go a little bit. I don't know. Do you have a, a feeling on that price, um, Statsman, if it moves more? Uh, it like, with these kind of games where they are coming in, I try and wait. Like, I'm happy to lose a point back the other way. It depends how much time you have to watch the market. But yeah. I, yeah, because when you make it, you know, I, I almost made it a bet when it was 11 and a half and now yeah. it's into eight and it, you know, it might keep going. So, I kind of wait for that bounce back. I don't really have a view. I agree with you. I find it hard to get see it getting much lower, but I thought that when it was at 11, so <laughs> yeah. who knows? Uh, very good. 
All right, mate. Well, it sounds like we're aligned there. So, um, so that's uh, that's that's good news for the listeners. Um, Pies, cats, anything there for you, stats man? Not, uh, not really. Um, it's an interesting game. I, I really like Geelong in the outrights at the start of the year, and I still make them value. But uh, Pies have started the year really well um, at the MCG, where the cats aren't quite as good. So, yeah, I, I made it. I think um, twelve and a half, which. You got the toppy line there. It was around that last last I looked. Um, yeah. So not not quite a bet for me at this stage. Yeah, fifteen and a half. We're out to at um, on, on that one at toppy. Um, I have a lean to Geelong. Um, I liked it more at the eleven and a half, but we've moved a little bit from there now, so uh, probably can't do much there. Um, the only one I, I was going to ask you about that stats man is that total um, for for that game. If you felt as though that you know this these guys have been pretty high scoring except for that last quarter um, for Collingwood and uh, Adelaide. I think we're sitting around about uh, 168 and a half at Toppy. Um, can you find a bet there? I mean, the other three games apart from that Adelaide game, 187, 210 and 184, uh, 168 and a half. Can you see something there? I, uh, I think it's down at 166. So it might be on yeah. the way down. The, the, only thing with that is Collingwood Geelong games over the last few years have been very dour and, and low yes. scoring. I know they've changed game last year. Yeah, I, I know they've both um, changed their styles a little bit, especially uh, Collingwood. But because of that, I'm just a little bit wary. We know uh, I've been torched on Geelong overs a few times where they kick it around in the back line for half a quarter. Yep. So I'm always a bit wary there. And given their history, like I, I like the angle, but personally, uh, I'll stay out for those reasons. Okay, very good, mate. Okay, on to the next. Uh, Brisbane North, definitely the top sport market mover of the week, uh, Stats Man. We opened up here, well, when I started looking anyway, on Sunday night, it was around about 32, 33, depending where you're shopping. And now uh, on top sport, $1.10 Brisbane, 7 bucks the Kangas and 42 and a half. Can you have that? I really liked the 33. Um, I still like the 42. I, I haven't marked. I haven't marked bigger. It's yep. it's a tough one taking big minuses. You, you need you know things can go wrong even if it looks like covering and uh, it can blow it away. But as you touched on, LDU out, Taron Thomas out. Their midfield's looking very thin. Cunnington's obviously still out. Um, yeah, just that that worries me. And Brisbane are the kind of team who can pile it on at the Gabba. So I still, I, yeah, like I said, got it marked 50. Could still take the 42. Wowee. Okay. Uh, awesome. Well, that's that's a big tip up for the listeners. I mean, I, I really like the 33 myself. Uh, sort of just alerted uh, the listeners or the followers to that on, on, on Twitter uh, that I like that in a subtle way. Um, I probably don't have it marked as high as you, so probably couldn't uh, be tipping in on that price now. But, uh, but mate, to hear you say that, um, that's... Uh, you know, I'm sure the listeners will take a lot of confidence uh, in that. So, uh, awesome. Uh, mate, Carlton Hawthorne, quickly. Yeah, great game, this one. Um, two teams who have overperformed. Who would have thought? Top of the table clash in round three, Carlton Hawthorne. The mother. Um, yep. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> shout. Model was all over it. So, I, I, I think I like the minus in this one. Like, Carlton are getting back Jack Martin and Chera. Uh, so, they're, yeah, like, to me... They're just they're, they're a better side. Like they've put away some pretty good opposition. Hawthorne, great game last week. Round one were pretty bad, I thought. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think Carlton for me, but not not a strong view. But I, I do not mind them. And and I know it's hard now with Martin and, and Chera coming back, but the models are absolutely loving the Hawks. So do you think we that and that price just seems to be dropping through the floor? 
can we get any much more movement? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably wait, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it still around that 11? Yes. Looks looks like it's yeah, around top that 11. Yeah, wheeled it into 11. Yeah, like if it gets into that sort of seven mark, that's where I'd be pulling the trigger. Don't think double figures, I'd be I'd be touching it. Yeah, okay. All right, that's uh, that's good, great. And, good, segue uh, there, good segue there, Mug. Just the modelers' numbers in that game. This is one of his standout call-outs of the week. He has Hawks, dollar 67 favourites in this game. So right, ties in what yeah. you said about where the models are at. Yeah, I know the Hawks have had some good form at the back end of last year, and and you know coming into this year they're winning. But geez, I I'm a bit like uh, I'm a bit like Statsman. I I just can't have the Hawks beating uh, the Blues in this game. I, I just think there's so many more weapons for Carlton all over the ground. So I find it really hard to come at uh, to be uh, to be back in my Hawks here. But yeah, anyway, we'll see where that one ends up. And uh, and just to round us out, uh, Statsman uh, Tiger Saints, any lean net? I don't really. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably neutral of that. Like Richmond struggle a bit at Marvel and the Saints get an extra leg there. Um, I, I make it about market price. I think um, Jack Rewalt's back in, uh, but I think he's the only only major one. Grimes is still in doubt. So Paddy Ryder might come in too. So it's, there's a few moving parts. I'm, I'm pretty neutral at the moment. Yeah, and I have a slight lean to the Tigers, but, um, but you know, nothing, uh, nothing too much there. Um, all right, we might come back to your stats, man, and just talk some Brownlow a little bit after some NRL chat. But the Pope is sitting over there, and we need to uh, to have a chat. But, mate, thank you. That is uh, some absolute uh, AFL gold there from you, mate. So thank you very much for, uh, for that. And we'll come back and talk some Brownlow in a moment. But let's get over and talk some NRL with the Pope. Pope, let's kick it off uh, by the round opener. Titans and Wests, Thursday night, uh, $1.30 the Titans, uh, 10.5, and West Tigers, three sixty back the other way at top end. There's a saying about taking bad teams at a big minus. Muggin, it's a little bit here, but buyer beware, West Tigers are the worst team in the competition. However, I think this 10.5 is still a little bit big, even though it is on the glitter strip. Titans are quickly dropping down the ratings in terms of the overall competition, and I think it's too many. They're not a great side, even though it is hard to read into what happened in Canberra last Saturday night to get a full idea of which version they are, the first 34 minutes or the last 46. But nonetheless, I think it's too much. I can only be on the underdog, but we've all been here that you're backing a poor team and that's where we're going to be Thursday night. So a little bit of apprehension as we tune into life at Seabus Stadium. However, I've got it significantly uh, closer to West on this. So I'll be on the Tigers despite the fact they are zero and three and not playing well. Okay. So the Pope says the Wests and, uh, and maybe Pope will come back to, at the end of your set and just uh, compare up the modelers set if that's okay. Um, so I'll just make a little note there, Pope uh, all over the Wests plus uh, there. Um, next one that we want to go through, and it's the next game, it's the Friday night game. We've got uh, Cronulla taking on Newcastle, uh, $1.42 at Toppy the Sharks, six and a half. And, uh, and if I can scroll down here, which I can, Newcastle Knights, $2.90, uh, of course, six and a half as well. Pope, talk to us. The big news out of this one is Pong is back or been named this afternoon. And, and even though he has been named previous weeks and pulled out, this seems more likely to be his return. So that's that's a significant move. And I, I really like what Newcastle are doing at the moment. They lost to the defending Premier last week, but the context being they were down to 12, but they were gallant. 
I, on the other side, I do like Cronulla this year's competition, but I do think this is too many at the moment. Margaret, six and a half. I can only be on the underdog again. For a little bit of additional context, favourites who have a line above six this year have only covered one out of 11 matches. So I think the, that holds true a little bit here, that the Knights are a bit closer to Cronulla at this point of the year. So I'm on the underdog here again. Yeah, very good, Pope. And did we see much change in the scoring, uh, Pope, on the weekend that would alert you that there's some sort of change in that trend that sides might start putting a margin on? Or are we seeing, you know, the same sort of dour play, you know, bash and crash um, that would keep those um, margins quite, you know, keep those margins tighter? We saw a change in, in scoring and there were a couple more one-sided matches, not quite the blowouts that we've seen in previous years, but I guess from a betting perspective, the market probably dropped too low as it turned out last week. Six of eight games went over. So the market's struggling to get a read on what the right number is here and, and present some unique angles and opportunities if you're attuned to what's happening. So from a betting aspect, there, there's some value to be had in these total points markets at the moment. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, mate. Well, I might just make a little note to come back to you on totals at the end of the uh, the core stuff that we're talking through here. Um, because that sounds like something that we need to talk about. Mate, we've got a big clash in the NRL this weekend, and it's the second game on the Friday night, and it's the Panthers. Uh, this is the grand final replay. Um, Panthers, who would have thought? You know, they're people down everywhere, players gone to different clubs, their best player not playing, um, but they're $1.39 here. Uh, Sydney, uh, the Rabbitohs, three oh five, which seems a big price to me. Seven and a half, Pope, the line. Talk to us. Yeah, Cleary back in this one, okay. two mugs. So that's that's interesting yourself. I thought I'd be aligned with you when I first had a look at this game. I thought that's, I'm not. I, that's just gut feel when I look at that price, Pope. I don't, I don't have the intel that you do, but don't sell yourself short, mug. Your your knowledge has really improved in the last six months. But I thought I'd be aligned, but I've crunched the numbers, and it's probably no bet for me with, with Cleary back. It's a bit of wait and see. Have a look at Penrith, what they are with Cleary. They're at home. They've been relatively unimpressed the last fortnight. They've just done enough to win, but they're back in front of their home fans. And South have had a big month, highly impressive last week, but they're coming off down to Melbourne to play the Storm. Roosters in a heavyweight clash, and now this game, like it's a bit of a watch and see. I know we're going to come back to it, but the one angle I do like is the 38 and a half point, total points in this game. It's heavy weather around Western Sydney Friday night. It's a grand final rematch. Stouts are a better defensive team this year. I'm all in on the unders here at 38 and a half. All in on the unders. I'm all in on the unders. Wow, wait. Okay, good. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be having some bets myself on that one. If the Pope's all in, uh, the mug follows him in, and um, I'll be uh, having a few uh, few sneakies there as well uh, before this goes to air. I can assure you. Uh, so we've got. 38 and a half at Toppy, $1.86. By the time if this goes to air, it hasn't been, uh, hasn't moved a a muscle, then uh, (laughs) I'll be wait to see. But uh, um, oh, Pope, that's sensational. And mate, in terms of units, um, you know, we we probably don't talk uh, a lot to units uh, and and so forth. But if you're having like a five unit scale where a five unit bet was a max bet, um, what sort of uh, units are we talking for you personally uh, on this one? One and a half, probably. One and a half. Yeah, yeah okay. like, like, totals, totals, there's a bit of buy beware as well. Like, there's some factors that 
my line bets would be um, a higher a higher stake in that unit classification, what totals are. But um, for one, I don't think this goes off fair enough. So you'd want to get in early, and that impacts that stake as well. But yeah, I'd be having one and a half probably units on on this line here at the moment. There's, as we know, with unders bets, you've got to sort of cheer against football a little bit in, in terms of these things. But uh, with there's value to be had, you've got to take it as a, as a punter mug, and I think there is at the 38 and a half here. Yeah, okay, mate, that's uh, awesome. Thank you so much uh, for that one, Pope. And the last game, uh, Pope, uh, unless you want to um, grab any other ones, but the last game that I've got written down here in my notes is uh, Storm hosting the Dogs. So the Storm coming off a disappointing um, loss against the Eels, wasn't it, Pope? They, uh, they didn't get the chocolates there, did they? And that was your bet. Um, but the Storm are, are still at home, uh, so they haven't had to travel. They're $1.18, which, again, feels very short, but... Uh, but 13 and a half. Pope, you tell us the story. The dogs here are 490, 13 and a half. Can you find us a bet? Yeah, I can. The Storm have Harry Grant back this week. Um, and there's one other player that uh, might have lost me here at the moment who's come back as well from in the side. But nonetheless, it's, it's a big number and there's a lot of respect in this market for the Melbourne Storm. I said this last week that it's still too much of a 2021 number for me, even though it is at Amy Park. Bulldogs, if, if they're nothing else, they're competitive and they, they hang around in matches. So I can only be on the on the plus here with a little bit of head-to-head at the 490, a little bit being the operative word there. I just think it's worth the play. For all intents and purposes, Storm are a better team, but the 13.5 in the current competition is too many. Absolutely love it, Pope. Uh, a great play. I tell you, I watched the last bit of that game, Pope, because obviously we had a bet on it. The one thing that I was really impressed with the Dogs and probably um, uh, who were they playing? Uh, they were playing in the Manly. last game, Manly, uh, was the ball handling in the wet. I don't think I saw an error there for, for about the last 20 or 30 minutes of footy, which I thought was very impressive. And that was really heavy rain. Um, so... Yeah, look, I think the dogs uh, and they defended that line, Pope. Geez, they defended that line there for a long time. The dogs, um, they were uh, they were playing with a lot of heart and a lot of spirit, and I think that's probably something that been been criticised for in the last uh, couple of years. So, whatever's happening there at the dogs, they've um, they've got a bit of heart and soul back into them. Anyway, it's a good point to just finish that. In the three games conceded, one, three, and two tries. So they're averaging two tries conceded a game. It is the Melbourne Storm, obviously, but. Uh, that third and a half line against a team that's shown enough defensively in the first three rounds, I, I can only be with them. Yeah, no. Not, uh, not, not surprising you were watching that uh, NRL game, Mug, because I think the AFL game at the same time was Freo St Kilda. And yeah, uh, that, yeah. I was very, very quick to flick over as well. Yeah, 100% correct. Jeez, uh, they're a hard watch Freo, aren't they? They just, oh, they just stink so much. And I don't think their style of football, like they just seem to get in front. They just never like beating teams easily, Freo. They get in front and they let them back in. And oh, if you're, who would be a Freo supporter? You just, that would be just a shocking existence to barrack for that lot, um, the way they play. <laughs> but anyway, hello to our WA listeners, of course. Um, Pope, just wanted to come back uh, to uh, that totals discussion because um, you did mention around the totals and some angles around the totals. You've obviously put up that one there that's, um, that you're having a good go on the uh, under in that Penrith game. Um, but uh, what else, mate? 
Well, the game we just touched on, and I have just said Bulldogs are good defensively, but the 40 and a half at Amy Park on a Sunday afternoon looks a bit low to me Ooh. on the other side of the equation, Margaret. There is some rain around Melbourne on the weekend, but Sunday afternoon looks pretty dry. So if you, if you marry these things up, I just talked about a wet Friday night game in Sydney's 38 and a half and a seemingly dry game in Melbourne on Sunday's 40 and a half. So the two-point difference in those games just doesn't look right. Something's amiss or both are amiss. And, and I'm of the angle that both are probably a little bit wrong there. That um, I think it's a pretty fast deck in, I guess, Football parlance for is Amy Park and yeah, the 40 and a half looks relatively low there for me. So I like the overs in that one to go with the unders in the Penrith v South game of the two two big ones for me that stand out this weekend. Yeah, okay. All right, mate. I, I really, uh, really love that. Uh, that's that's awesome and a great uh, tip up for the listeners as well. Pope, before we uh, just round out some NRL chat, do you want to just refer back to the modelers set, if you don't mind, and um, and perhaps just give us some insight, uh, whether you line up with him on any of those bets uh, that you've mentioned, and if there's anything else that stands out from his perspective? Yeah, I'll, I'll go to the standouts. So probably the two that I touched on initially, he's got a pretty neutral view, which was Titans and Tigers and Cronulla and Newcastle. No play there, but the, the big one here is Penrith, South, and... Despite Cleary clear being back, he's got South slight favourites in that one at Penrith. So often we've seen in the past, Mug, when these numbers stand out from the model, he's often more on the right side than the wrong. So that's one to keep in mind. South's um, at the plus seven and a half at the moment, or, or three ten head to head, he really likes. Yep. And the other one, the other one there that sticks out probably this week is the Warriors v Brisbane. He makes Brisbane decidedly shorter than the market. So there's probably a play at margins there if you're interested. He's he's got Brisbane a dollar thirty head to head. Um obviously that's a pretty short price to back into. So probably the more um value valuable angle would be back in the line and, and margins, I think, based on those prices. So he, he marks Brisbane a dollar thirty. Yeah, which as yeah. you know is probably unusual for the, the modeler to have a favourite so short, but yeah, he's got well, Brisbane. The, really market's got, the, the market's got Brisbane at dollar sixty-five, so I mean yeah. that, that has to be a, a value bet uh, for sure. Dollar um, sixty-five is probably starting to get you know at that range where it's backable. You know, I, I, I personally I like to try and stay above a dollar seventy head-to-head myself uh, when for, for value, but um, but yeah, dollar sixty-five that's in the range for sure. Yeah, and. As I say the the line and and margin probably give you a, a bit of an additional value in that in that match as well. But outside of that, he's very much in line with the market this week, which is a little bit unusual for the modelers. So, yeah. and did, so did you guys did you guys line up on anything there or no? Not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. spoke, mate. well, mate, mate, you're the the Pope out on his own did pretty well last week. So, um, so mate, I'm uh, I'm sure the listeners will be happy to to hear uh, some of your leans uh, this week as well. And, um, and I guess, uh, Statsman, before we wrap up, I know you just wanted to talk some stuff on the Brownlow. I do. Uh, j- just on before getting to that, that, that Broncos uh, head-to-head leg being quite short for our listener who uh, rode in around multis, that, that's a good example of a multi-leg where we've got it marked value, maybe a bit too short to have a single. That's where I'd look to multi, um, as opposed to putting in random $1.60 shots that you don't think are value for your single. Yeah, awesome. uh, Love that. 
What, yes. what I add, well, before you go on, Statsman, this is this is a Nick Martin type debut from Statsman too. Like this is this is very much <laughs> he, he's five goals, twenty seven disposals territory. He, he, he's night. coming back next week for sure. We 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 got to we got to get him back. Um, I think, I think the goals have to wait to see how these tips go, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've got the disposals. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Brownlow, you might hear a bit of the ghost of logical uh, in this analysis as well, Mug, but I think yeah. there's a fair bit of dead percentage in the Brownlow market uh, at top sport at the moment. So looking at the top few, uh, Petrarca, Cripps, Neal are all self-explanatory. But I think after that, you got Clayton Oliver at 10 bucks, Jack Steele at 11 is not flying, Bonds at 12, you know, a bit of a niggle and hasn't probably polled at all yet. Um, Darcy Parrish, I'm not sure he's going that well either. Ollie Wines isn't going that well. Dusty's out indefinitely. Um, and then Danger below that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of players there I don't think can really win. Tom Mitchell's too short. Um, so looking at the top of the market, Petrarca's the one for me. He's, he's the favourite, but he's still $5.80. And I think like, he's the clear standout there. Cripps uh, has always had injury concerns. He's got Sam Walsh. who's going to start stealing votes from him as well. Petrarca, Melbourne are in for the most wins, so that gives him opportunity to poll. He's a dusty type player. He gets forward, he kicks goals, he breaks free, breaks lines, uh, really stands out. Lockie Neal will be thereabouts, but I think doesn't kick as many goals and, and just hasn't been quite as dominant the last couple of years. I think this is Petrarca's breakout year, um, more than last year was, but this might be the next step for him. So Petrarca, 580, worth a bet? Definitely. I've... I've Back to this week myself, and um, again, not a bad one to include in multis if you don't really want the, the five dollars eighty long term. Yeah, awesome, mate. Okay, well, th- thank you very much. Um, and guys, just to finish off, um, you know, just just to talk to uh, Toppy again because um, they do support us, and um, and I always just want to highlight uh, where they're doing really well. Again, I spoke to it last week around these props bets, but. Before you're putting your props bets on for the weekend, just make sure you go and have a look at top, uh, top sports markets. Everywhere on the weekend uh, had Jared Lyons uh, 26 and a half, and um, they're all sitting at $1.90, $1.85. You go over and gobble the same thing up at Toppy for $2. You know, it's just, just, just a great price. And if you're doing that often enough, if you're taking $2 when $1.85 is on offer long-term over the course of the season, you know, that's putting a significant edge in your favour. So just make sure, uh, and I said it last week, you know, often when you think of props bet and SGMs and all that sort of stuff, you tend to go to the more colourful uh, bookies. Um, but um, but Top Sport have got some really, really great markets. So just make sure you throw your eyes uh, over those before, uh, before you're putting your bets on because there's some extra value to be had. Um, all right, guys, that is uh, some great chat. Great debut uh, from you, Statsman. Uh, very, very happy with your work. Thank you for joining us. Hope, as always, uh, tremendous to, uh, to have you with us and, and hear your NRL insight. And Pope, uh, we'll give Statsman just one more week to have a look at how it's done. But can you sign us off? I certainly can. I don't want to throw him under the bus after what has been a highly impressive debut from Statsman. But to sign us off, gamble responsibly. But more importantly, gamble to win.